0: Welcome inside of today's show. I'm your host, Victoria Conway. Pleased to be joined by the owner of Germ Bust My Bins, John Michael, who has been running routes throughout Myrtle Beach, South Carolina since 2016. John, thanks so much for coming on today's show.
1: Glad glad to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Awesome. So one of the questions we're making a staple of the show to kind of kick things off is asking how all of these owners found trash bin cleaning. So what's your origin story to how you uh, came to find trash bin cleaning? Well,
1: you know, I think I got to that point in my career, like mid career, just getting fatigued of working for corporate America and got online one day and said, you know, I've always had interest in owning my own business, kind of got an entrepreneurial spirit to me and came across this on YouTube and it just made sense to me immediately. I was like, wow, that is something I had never thought of. And, you know, to validate that since opening my business, I hear that probably every time I go out, you know, with one of our drivers, people are just, fascinated by this industry, and they usually will say something along the lines of, I can't believe I didn't think of that first. When are you going on Shark Tank?
0: (laughs) Well, John, you're one of the largest cleaners in the country. You've got seven trucks with two more on order. Throughout Myrtle Beach, when you first started this, did you have any idea that in less than almost five years, you'd be able to expand to this point?
1: No, um, not when I first started, and I'll be honest with you, maybe even a year, a year and a half in, I still didn't quite believe it. Um, it seemed like we were chasing our tails a lot that first 18 months. Mm -hmm. Um, it just was, um, you know, when we had one truck, it's a lot to do when you're covering the type of geography that we cover. Um, so I I kind of got a little bit nervous about it, but honestly, as we get bigger, it gets so much easier.
0: Absolutely. And I like one of the beginning stories for you, you live in upstate New York, so you originally were going to launch this in upstate New York. So maybe talk to some of our listeners about your first truck, which is not one we build Anymore. I think yours was the one and only, if I'm correct. Uh, Maybe kind of talk us through a little bit what that truck looked like and then how you switched your geography down to Myrtle Beach.
1: Yeah. So um, originally we were thinking about opening up in in central New York. Um, But as I started thinking about it and knowing that as my kids get out of school, I likely want to move where it's a little bit warmer. So, you know, my wife and I spoke about it. It's like, why would we want to start a business up here when we don't plan on being here long term? that and just dealing with the snow and all that. Um, we, we shifted gears on that. But early on in that thought process, you know, I was, um, you know, one of the mistakes I made not listening to to, uh, to John <laughs> Conway was that I felt like I needed a box truck. And uh, I just was worried about the equipment. And I'm not mechanical. Still, I'm not mechanical. I felt like the equipment needed to be protected and, and housed inside mm-hmm. of a box truck. And um, that quickly realized, especially being down in South Carolina, um, the equipment was overheating. We couldn't properly Mm -hmm. ventilate it. Um, It it caused more issues than I had expected, not to mention, um, I'm sure you've seen pictures (laughs) of it. The thing looks like a a a circus on wheels coming at you. It it definitely did the job and Mm -hmm. gained a lot of attention, got us noticed in the area. And uh, I think we had that truck on our fleet for probably a little over two years before we finally retired it and started going to the newer yeah i models. remember
0: before i got into the business i'd always hear my parents talk about john michael and how well he's doing and he's growing and then i remember looking up that truck and i'm like he drives these everywhere i didn't realize you had shifted over you came over from the box <laughs> truck to now the more standard flatbed you know open ventilation um with you john and managing the business it's, and growing. it's funny my uh
1: <laughs> my drivers will yeah my drivers look at the pictures of that original truck and they basically tell me there's just no way you'd get me to drive that around. They'd too <laughs> embarrassed, and I get it. But again, it served the purpose. We wanted to draw attention, mm-hmm. and it certainly did that.
0: Oh, I mean, it's definitely your rolling billboard, and that one we'll have to post a picture with this podcast episode to let people know what exactly it looked like because it's one <laughs> from the archives for sure. <laughs> As Absolutely. you developed, we'll yeah. leave it there. Yeah, we'll leave it just at that. As you developed and the business grew. For you right now, are you doing predominantly monthlies, quarterlies? That's a big topic of conversation that people have trying to get into the industry. I believe you're very heavily on a subscription-based.
1: Yes. And and before I answer that, I just want to say that the, the way I'll describe our business and what works for us, I understand it doesn't necessarily have to work everywhere else. Everybody's got very successful ways of going about their business. And it has a lot to do with your, your demographics and you know, the climate seasonality and that sort of thing. But we've chosen um, right out of the gates really to run our business uh, strictly on a subscription business um, or subscription model. And all of our clients have recurring service every four weeks with exception of a few dozen that we do allow to get it done every two weeks. So it's year round every four weeks. We don't do um, quarterly or every 12 weeks. We don't do one time cleanings and that's worked out really well for us. It's, um, you know, I, I think a lot of it has to do with being seen 13 times a year at the foot of somebody's driveway. Mm-hmm. It gets a lot of visibility throughout the neighborhood and it really has worked really well for us.
0: You spoke about a little bit earlier how people just love the service. How would you describe the public reaction to when you brought this over to Myrtle Beach, an area where I'm sure word gets around quickly. A lot of probably families down there that speak about different things they have taking place at their houses. How's that public reception been to germ-bust My Bins?
1: Oh, it's been incredible. And I didn't honestly didn't realize how strong it's been until recently um, putting a focus on our Google reviews. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we've gone up to, I think we're right around 500 five-star mm-hmm. reviews. And the amount of effort that our clients put into actually writing out the reviews and I mean, just praising us, we're so thankful for that. And it's helped us, you know, grow tremendously. Um, but even getting out and meeting clients you know on the rare occasion anymore that they do get out on the truck they like to come out and talk with us they rave about you know our team um our trucks our unique service um a lot of times um you know prior to covid we would be doing festivals and be able to bring the trucks to the festivals and you'd find people stand there talking to you for 45 minutes to an hour about cleaning trash cans which really seems odd when you think about it um but it's just it's just. And that that big of a hit,
0: really. That's awesome. I mean, it's probably odd to most people, unless you're me, where all we hear about is trash bins in our household. But it's cool to see people care (laughs) so much about trash bin cleaning. And I mean, I know our drivers get approached all the time. They'll joke with our, our route manager, Lillian. She's like, it took you a while there. And they're like, well, this person had my ear. And I think that's something with your subscription based business. When people see that truck, That's a game changer when they actually see the service. They don't fully understand it until they see it in action.
1: Absolutely. And I I talk to the guys about that all the time that um, when you're out on the route, we're not in a race here. I mean, we're getting paid by the hour. And for me, it's it's safety first, quality, Mm -hmm. and then quantity. So take your time. And if a customer um, or, or a neighbor wants to come out and engage you in conversation, you know, go over and speak with them and and give them a demonstration and help them learn about the the industry. And the reason really, you know, sell the why. I mean, it's more than just getting a clean trash bin. There's environmental factors to it as well. So they like getting into all those discussions. and, uh, And I've seen over the years, our drivers are taking more time to have those discussions for us.
0: With your service, you obviously started out in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and now you're expanding into parts of North Carolina. Was it difficult at points, maybe getting phone calls from people that were too far outside of your radius and having to turn down that business?
1: You know, um, when we first got into it, um, I had a lot of feedback that I was crazy for wanting to drive those Mm -hmm. distances. But my my thought on it was that you have to start somewhere. And yes, you're going to be driving maybe 25, 30, 35 minutes in one direction for one client. But over time, that has grown. You just plant that seed out there. So, yeah, with one truck doing that in the first year or two, we were scrambling all over the county. Um, we weren't into North Carolina at that time, but we we still drove a good forty minutes in, in several different directions. Since then, I mean, yeah, into North Carolina, we've got I don't know, maybe six or seven hundred customers just in the state of North Carolina that we do every month. Um, which our furthest north point is probably about a about a fifty or fifty five minute ride.
0: That's awesome. As you expanded, what do you think from your experience now going into your sixth year in the trash bin cleaning business? What do you think are some of the biggest misconceptions about the industry? Well,
1: I think for those getting into the industry, and I was um, certainly guilty of it myself, thinking that people are just going to start signing up dozens a day. And it really doesn't happen that way at first because people just don't know that our Mm -hmm. industry exists. They don't know to look for us. So it takes um, just being out there and being seen, getting people to speak about you, consistent um, commitment to your marketing plan to get it going. Um, so I think you have to go into it realistically and understand that it's just not going to occur overnight. Um, you've got to take your time. And believe me, you, 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 you have some stressful <laughs> nights trying to sleep, um, but, but it works out. It just takes some time. You just have faith in it and you commit to your marketing plan and just grind away and it starts to grow. And at this point, it just compounds for us every year. I love the fact that we have such a high retention rate. I mean, it's it's somewhere in the 99%. People really don't, and they do fall off it's either because maybe they've moved or unfortunately somebody may have passed away or something like that. But they don't get tired of it. They absolutely love it and they love the value of it.
0: Once again inside of our podcast, Victoria Conway with John Michael, the owner of Germbus My Bins. They run from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina into parts of North Carolina with their seven trucks and two on order. If you want to check out some of the things they've got going, find them on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all of their handles are Germ My Bins as we continue this interview with you, John. How important do you think it is to reinvest your profits back into the business? Now you're entering year six. And that's something that I think when people get into it, obviously, you want to pay yourself, you want to make money. But how do you think reinvesting back into it can maybe in the long term, further that growth?
1: You know, I think it it really um, traces back to really what your goals are for your business. Um, If you're looking to just kind of stay local, um, maybe not as much, but my plan all along has been to try to scale this business. And you know, I have aspirations of expanding outside of our current footprint. Um, However, I'm starting to find because of, you know, the, just the, the migration towards (laughs) the South, a lot of people are actually coming to Myrtle (laughs) Beach. I mean, the the population boom is is incredible in Myrtle Beach. So, you know, maybe I won't be expanding outward as quickly as I thought. Um, But yeah, for me, um, reinvesting back in the business is an absolute must. And I've continued to work and draw a paycheck so I don't have to take money from the, from the business. And every dollar that I can put back into the business to make it grow as quickly as possible um, is what I do. I mean, there's definitely a cash burn involved with it the way I go about it, but it doesn't have to be that way.
0: For you, with marketing and advertising, what are some of the different methods? And as you mentioned when we first started, the way you run it in Myrtle Beach is going to be different than somebody out in Chicago, let's say. But for you, what have you found to be most successful in terms of gaining that traction outside of, of course, folks seeing the trucks on location?
1: Yeah, I'll say that, um, and I see a lot of uh, debate back and forth on this. But for me, um, the seeds to our success really um, came mm-hmm. from every door direct mail. Um, and I, I didn't commit to that in the first year or two. Um, yeah. It's expensive, um, but if you can commit to a budget and, um, and and stick with it, those customers, like I said, they stay with you. Ninety nine plus percent stay with us year over year. So it starts to compound. And, and every door direct mail has been huge for us. We send into the same neighborhoods um, probably about four to five times um a season mm-hmm. every four or five weeks um and that's where it just starts to grow and then from there you get word of mouth going and obviously the social media we do billboards now we do television commercials which i think are kind of unique for our area because we basically service mm-hmm. our tv zone um you know bigger cities like in yeah. atlanta i couldn't imagine that works so large it goes everywhere and you're not going to service that Tyree. right but there's just a lot of different things. Festivals have been great for us as well. But I would say the one core thing um, is the Every Door Direct now. That's worked tremendously. Fast. On
0: the other side, what do you think the biggest challenge is with running a trash bin cleaning business?
1: Oh, gosh. I mean, there's, there's so many of them. For me, it was um, trying to become
0: more
1: mechanically <laughs> yeah. adept. I mean, <laughs> I mean the, the first couple of years, I mean, you know, in a, and I've heard your father say the same thing when, um, you know, a hose could blow i mean it's not as big of a deal as it really feels like yeah i made it of course yeah but um yeah just you know you know the the maintenance aspects of it there are several um people out there like jason who are very good technically and mechanically for me that's probably been my biggest struggle is just you know making sure that we're p.m.ing our trucks and making sure that everything's in proper working order and cleaned up at the end of the day and we've gotten so much better at that We're, we're so efficient Um, You know, we had small space initially. Now we've got room to park all of our trucks inside. So it's it's come a long way. When
0: looking for drivers, which is obviously a huge topic right now in the world of trying to find good workers, let alone just finding somebody that wants to come to work and do the job of cleaning trash bins, which is not glamorous by any means. How much do you balance their mechanical background with, okay, are you a good driver? Are you a good salesperson, etc.? What kind of formula do you try to find and understanding that it is difficult at times just to find a body?
1: You know, I'll be—I'm amazed by it. Um, our our, our longest-termed employees that we have—they were not really all that mechanical mm-hmm. up front, but they've spent a lot of time speaking with David Sanchez and your father, and um, they basically have become mechanics. So they're drivers yeah. and mechanics, but they learned that mm-hmm. in role. Um, they didn't really have a mechanical background, but I, I'm amazed to watch them now. They—they they take pieces off the truck and put them back on and replace things and. Don't ask me to do that because I still couldn't do it, but they're really, they're really good at that. And having the support of of David Sanchez, it's just been huge. Yeah.
0: You know, we actually had, we had some clients come down after we did the convention, which we had in February and they kind of shadowed and it just, it's certain things, like you said, a hose popping. If you have no idea how to replace that or why it popped, I could totally understand why it's extremely overwhelming. And then if you might have the background, like, okay, it was probably because of X, Y, and Z, then moving forward, you probably have more confidence in being able to to figure that out when you're especially if you're in the middle of a jam packed day, which I know you guys definitely experience,
1: you know, and I heard early on to, uh, you know, the difficulties that hard water can cost to your system. And, you know, it took me a couple of years to really understand that and learn that. And with our uh, new facility, we've got completely, you know, softened water um, reserve tanks for that. We fill them much quicker and it's just perfect water. So we've also noticed, you know, that there's just a lot less maintenance to do on the spinning heads. That was a little bit difficult up front, up, up front first because, We were using well water and it just was not good. No, and that's something
0: when people call in and they ask on a maintenance level, I think some folks do underestimate just how important water is because those heads can start sticking after a month if you're using hard water, which is what most of the country has. So I think, especially as you grow to the point where you're at, that is definitely an investment that's worth it. And when we talk about reinvesting back into the business. I'm sure you've saved a lot on seal kits and replacing those heads.
1: Absolutely. And the other thing about that water too, it's really tough on the trucks cosmetically too. They get like this gold, you know, orange mm-hmm. color on the back of them. And now that we've switched over, we're not seeing that anymore. So it took me a little while to learn that, but I'm glad we've gotten there. And um you know, going to mess
0: up the, the green and yellow that you guys have going on with during bust my bins. Do you have? <laughs>
1: not my pretty trucks. No, <laughs> no way. I mean,
0: and that's something too we talk about. You want to maintain these because you're promoting a sanitary service. Some pe- Some hoppers are really dirty and even our guys, we have to get on them. You can't show up to a house with a disgusting hopper. It's just not a good look. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, carry that image with you. Like you said, it's a rolling billboard. You've got to make it. For nice. you,
0: do you have any interesting background as to how you guys came up with the name Germ Bust My Bins? What was that process like?
1: You know, um definitely the the word Germ Bust My Bins. It's a mouthful. We've gotten used to it. But um you know, as, as I think back, I think at that time, I think there was maybe even a Ghostbusters movie mm-hmm. coming out at the time, like whatever, Part <laughs> Five or whatever it might have been. But we started thinking about those those you know, that, that movie series. And I think that's where it originated from. But, you know, I'm so happy that we did do it because especially like during COVID, oh, yeah. I mean, it kind of really connected and resonated with people. So it, it, it's worked well. I mean, it isn't really the smoothest name ever, but, um, you know, we're, we're pretty oh, happy. I'm sure right
0: during now. COVID, everyone was calling you guys because of germs um, at that point. what do you, <laughs> What's a yeah. piece of advice you would give to somebody that's trying to get into this business?
1: Um, just make sure that you're honest with yourself with regard to your growth expectations. Do your homework. Speak to a lot of owners um, who've been in the business and, and from different parts of the country too. There's just so much um, strong um, feedback that you can get from many people who are willing to help this industry succeed. You don't want to go into this blindly and feel like you're going to be able to, you know, necessarily make a living out of it your first season because it doesn't happen. And I'm, I think this is actually our seventh season, if I'm not mistaken. I'm still not taking a paycheck from it. I'm um, just throwing it right back in there. Um, but, you know, I, I think a lot of people have struggled with that. It's, it can be very expensive to introduce an, interest, an industry that nobody's aware of. And until you can get over that hump, um, you know, you're spending a lot of money. In, in some
0: yes, and it can be discouraging. I'm sure you make obviously you put this investment into something and you expect it back. So I think being honest with yourself is definitely a good place to start because you can at least manage your expectations for you, obviously, your company's been able to grow over the years. It's well documented. I know you take a lot of phone calls from young entrepreneurs trying to get into this business. Which aspect do you think is the greatest asset to germbust my bins?
1: Um, you know, I, I think the fact that we are um, we, we honestly we don't have any competition mm-hmm. in the area, and we've built a great brand, and I mean, such a high percentage of our Google reviews speak about how nice our drivers are. I mean, and they really are. I mean, they, they've they been with us for a long time. We've got great culture. Um, they really enjoy what they do. And, and that shows, and I think the customers appreciate them for that as well.
0: Absolutely. I know a big topic of discussion that we've seen is routing software. And that's something that I think a lot of people obviously maybe want to cut costs when they're first starting out. That is the backbone to running this type of business. Maybe talk a little bit about your experiences with different routing softwares and how important and crucial it is to not only a successful business, but maybe helping you sleep a little bit better at night?
1: Yeah, I mean, well, particularly because I live five states away from my actual service area, um, it's important for me to be able to run it remotely. And, um, you know, in the early years, I mean, we've been using a system called Jobber, and it really is Mm -hmm. a great system for what it's designed for. It's not obviously designed for our industry. And as simplistic as people may think that bin cleaning is, there's really a lot of nuances in running this type of a business that you just don't understand upfront as you're just getting into it. So, you know, having software, which we're, we're launching this year, we're starting to roll out now um, that's designed specifically for our industry that can keep track of not only how many bins the customer might have, but what type of bins and what different days of the week might they be emptied if, you know, trash versus recycle, all of that stuff starts to come into play. So we're really looking to make sure that we can automate it from, you know, Front end to the back end, you know, the customer enrollment goes right into the system. Um, it helps them to. The system will help them to identify what route they go on, and will also charge your customers for you. So it makes it very, very easy to do. Um, if you know, you know, like I said earlier, some people might still be keeping a full-time job, and you can do that if you've got software that's going to help you in that manner.
0: And that software that he's talking about is My Route Pro. John and his team have been working the last couple of years to perfect it and get it to where it needs to be, and especially after hearing. From you, John, and being in the industry, there's going to be a lot of features in there from an owner-operator, and I know it's something that you guys are also open to suggestions of how you guys can continue to enhance it, and that's why we're going to have you back on for another episode that's going to be dedicated fully to My Route Pro. a lot of great information. I've seen demos from it. I think it's amazing, and I don't even run the routes, but just from comparing it, um, so I'm really excited to introduce that, so make sure you guys tune back in as John will be back. In a couple episodes from now, we'll get into more details on it, what it can offer, the different aspects. And it's John Michael from Germ Bust My Bins out of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So if you're in the Myrtle Beach area, make sure you give them a call. Sign up to get your trash bins clean on a monthly basis. You can follow them on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all Germ Bust My Bins. I know you guys have been working hard on the social media game, John. So excited for people to to check that out. and, and thank you so much for taking some time today to join us.
1: No, glad to do it. And, and again, back with the software, um, we've had so much input. I've lost count of the dozens <laughs> of people, you know, owners who have helped us with that. And I do know that a lot of people end up going to Myrtle Beach for vacation at times. If you're in the area and you want to come check out our operation, we're glad to show you the trucks, the routes. Um, or even our shop. So you can see what we've got going on there. If that's helpful, give us a call and come on by.
0: Awesome, John. Thanks so much for all you do for the industry, your loyalty to Sparkling Bins. I know we all appreciate it and all the contributions you made to Trash Bin Cleaning Industry.
1: Oh, I'm glad to do it. And thank you for having me on today. It was great to see you again, Victoria.
0: Awesome, John. Thanks. We'll catch up next week.